Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Anacon Chelsea podcast. With me your host, Jan. Today it's going to be just me talking to you, listener, about the Arsenal game. <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be too too much of a long episode. I just wanted to do like an old school episode where I talk to a microphone about Chelsea and, you know, voice my thoughts on how things are going and um, what's going on with uh, the team. So um, let's get into it. All right. Done up the Arsenal. Away at the Emirates. I didn't think we'd uh, necessarily win this game. I actually predicted a... A score draw. I'm not sure our uh, record at the Emirates is too good, to be honest. And I'm not even too disappointed with the result too much. I'm not being so reactionary like the teenagers on Twitter are being. There's just a few elements that are disappointing. And it's a very testing time, an important time for Sari and his team. So, just to echo what I said in the intro, I'm going to be talking about Arsenal. Uh, I'm not going to be previewing any game. The next game we play is actually the second leg against Tottenham. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, obviously they're without a couple of key players still. And you know what? I did preview this game with Joe Tweedy. Go and listen to that if you haven't listened to that episode yet, because that is a superb episode. We had a great, uh, great discussion, me and Joe, and we do talk about we preview the Arsenal game, which might be a laugh listening to that now. Um, but we also talk about Chelsea at length, and we talk about Tottenham, and we talk about the top four, and we do indeed preview the second leg of the Spurs game. So you can pause this and come back to it if you want, or you can listen to it after. But I do urge you to go and listen to the Joe Tweedy episode. Um, right, so we lost 2-0 away at Arsenal. I'd like to preface this with... We've got three points apiece from Arsenal. It's not the end of the world. Um, it's just the context of what's going on that makes this seem worse. Obviously, Man United are on a resurgent run and they're three points behind us now and they've got a good run of fixtures better than us. They're looking likely and... Again, just three points ahead of Arsenal now. So we're, for the neutral, this really is a uh, <clears throat> excuse me, an exciting race for top four, which is not what Chelsea fans want to hear. But um, there's a few things that piss me off, right? Throughout the season since I've started this podcast, we've talked about Jorginho's role. And I maintain that, what he does. And that... We're over halfway through the season and we've still got your Gary Linekers, your Rio Ferdinands, pick a pundit. They're all saying it about what does he do? He's, you know, played over 2,000 passes, hasn't registered an assist. Okay, so let's, one more time. Let's talk about this. Roman Abramovich, Marina Granoskaya, they brought in Sari to play a certain brand of football. A successful brand of football at two different teams being in Ampoli and Napoli. They know how it works, and to, to bring him in, they had to bring in Jorginho. He's not a defensive midfielder in the sense of Kante is. He's not meant to be providing assists. 
He is a metronome. He's meant to achieve loads of passes, which he does. The players around him are supposed to provide assists and goals. Maybe they need to work on their movement themselves, but this is what Giorgio, Jorginho does. Someone please fucking tell Gary Lineker and Rio Ferdinand that you don't even have to call them the vogue word regista. Let's say quarterback. Kente is not a quarterback. He's nothing like Jorginho, even Fernandinho, or Perlo. <laughs> Kante, we know what he does backwards, all right? So, to play him there, we might as well have not hired Sari and implemented this system and have this ambition. So someone needs to sit them down and do a talk. I'll do it. I'll go and get him all in a nice little hall somewhere. And on behalf of Sari, I'll explain, look, guys, this is what he's trying to do. If you want to just play Kante in the mopping up six role again, let's hire Jose. He's free. Or some other pragmatist. Or just without even trying to sound derogatory by saying pragmatist, just another coach that's going to play him there. Again, something I'd like to voice to said pundits. Chelsea, I know certainly up to very recently we were creating the second amount of chances in the league. That may well still stand because I tweeted um, recently about the game, how many passes we had in the opposition box and stuff. We're creating chances. We're putting ourselves in in positions where we should have a pass to a finish. Um, And that sort of still stands, but we don't have anyone to finish off the chances. Whether Higuain's going to be the answer to all that, I don't know. Whether it is a systematic thing, I don't know. But people need to stop fucking going off about this, man. Ultimately, it's a big job. And people need to get the context of the situation. But, that being said, I I really would love someone to hammer that into the bloody pundit's brains and explain, like, that's the ambition you know that's the reason why this is happening anyway whatever whatever the difficult thing to digest of this game was i don't want to say a sense of apathy but it really was toothless and this is tactics aside personnel aside you know the, the some fat geezer from the sunday supplement who worked for the daily star or something wearing a wig he did say something that you know sounded frustratingly not really sensible but made sense he said um how arsenal wanted it more that age-old saying and arsenal have had problems of late in inverted commas or wanting it more and when they want it more than you you know you got troubles um i'm not saying players weren't trying you know, Kante, he was all over the gaff. He got a bit frustrated at the end. You do see that from Kante every now and again. Makes the odd foul at the end of the game. Louise did try and make some creative passes. Systematically, it broke down because we weren't executing Sari's football. But also, it was just toothless. In the final third, I mean, Lacazette scored an absolutely excellent goal. In that hurts. You look at that. Arsenal have got two superb strikers, you know. Can we have one? Um, and then obviously a little bit lucky with the um, Koscielny shoulder goal, but whatever, you know, it's, in, it's what happens. Set pieces in the box, it can happen. So, 
And now Alonso hit the post for like what the sixth or seventh time this season, keeping his record intact. It, I, I, I don't. I tweeted those statistics out about how we betted Arsenal in open play in every single statistic, but that wasn't meant to be like a positive silver lining tweet. That was meant to be a highlight of, look, this all means nothing if there's nothing at the end. And there's almost a sort of weird sense of irony coming through here in this appointment of a attacking open play football manager. And we, um, we're toothless, you know? Pragmatic coaches of late, being Conte and Jose, would still have a big brute up front that would score a goal. Um, so it's frustrating. There's a lot of sense of uncertainty around Chelsea generally. And um, this kind of performances don't don't help. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to completely lose my shit over this. I think it's important that we all have a little bit of context. We've got a game against Spurs to look at. Um... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, me and Joe sort of went into that a lot and how we feel we've got a chance and it would be classic Chelsea to win that game. <laughs> and if we did and advance through, let's be honest, man, we'd all forget about this result, you know? We'd all be concerned about top four, but we, we knew we were in a scrap for top four now. <clears throat> we lost away to a top four rival. We haven't lost 5-0 to a Cardiff so maybe it's a it's a wake up call needed and speaking of wake up call Sari came out uh, in both his immediate uh, reaction um, interview after the game and his actual press conference with a translator to just completely respond in Italian very telling right he hasn't done this since his initial appointment at Chelsea where he did speak English to a degree, but he wanted to be very clear and do everything right, and he did that again, regardless to the fact how his English has developed or certainly been revitalised since being in England. He wanted to kick the players' asses. Liam Twomey tweeted out about this, saying it was very close to, not quite, but it was very close to the severity of Jose's, whether it was his final interview or not, when he said he felt betrayed. But yeah, sorry, said it's very hard to motivate these players. Um, now, I don't think the players have a problem with sorry. I think David Luiz did an interview pre-game with Ferdinand about how everyone likes it. I mean, certainly early doors, everyone was loving it. And I don't think, even if they might have fizzled out a little bit due to performances, I don't think anyone has any, any players, excuse me, have any negative feelings towards sorry. But, um... Oh, that's a roll of the dice in it from the gaffer. I mean, that can go both ways. <laughs> I'm kind of pleased he did it. You know, it shows some sort of proactive thing. Um, yeah, so sorry if um, you guys haven't heard it, but he said he he finds it very difficult to motivate these players, basically, like this group of players saying it's very difficult to get these guys up for playing football, in short, essentially, which is like a quite a derogatory... <clears throat> excuse me, thing to say towards players. So it's interesting how that would, uh, how that's going to pan out. It's nice to see Callum Hudson or Doy come on. But, you know, not that he could do anything at that point. 
it's a difficult one, guys. Like, um, Arsenal have got problems. Um, it's different. I, I was, you know, I was concerned to see Özil on the bench. I actually thought he might have come on and caused issues. I was never really confident. I don't know. Maybe it's because I saw it. It's one of those sort of subconscious things when you see it in the players and you feel like, oh god, I don't feel confident. They don't look confident. Rob Holding's still out, and he was uh, one of the reasons why they were so good defensively. Yet they were good defensively today. You know, Arsenal seemed to play well against Chelsea a lot of the time. Ever since sort of Conte, Wenger had the hex on on Conte, didn't he? Ever since then, we've been pretty shit. Actually, our record against uh, Arsenal. But anyway, it's not the end of the world. I think they will struggle this season and I think hopefully this um, words from Sorry wakes the players up a little bit certainly the board has to react to a degree and maybe work double hard and making sure what looks like a 90% chance transfer of Higuain they need to make that 100% and they need to make it work quick it would be frustrating to not finish top four and then sort of be relying on um Europa League for Champions League football next season. I mean, obviously, the important thing to note, um, another important thing to note, excuse me, would be how Tottenham are struggling. Maybe they will even drop out of top four. But, you know, certainly they never have an issue of not wanting it more or, or certainly motivation. So what's going to happen, guys? You know, is Sari the kind of character to bring out the best in these players can he implement his style of football people say said pep couldn't you know and uh without wanting to sound like a broken record and regurgitate the same excuse me regurgitate the same content sorry barely got enough points to make top four last season so excuse me his first season he was trophyless Klopp finished like had a really poor season his first season is Chelsea the kind of club that not that won't accept that, or what's going to happen? I think it's going to be okay. We've seen the players do great things under Sarri when it works. Just need some personnel change and a bit of a bit of soul searching from board players and manager alike. But the project, you know, I don't think they'll drop the project. It's too like public. It went wrong with the Ishboish, but they've been so successful since since then and when the club commits to something they try and make it work and I think it will work and it's just an away loss to a top four rival come on guys teething issues first season couple of people players to get in uncertainty to die down with contracts and the dust needs to settle so let's chill and thus concludes the CFC therapy session with Yannick. Like I said, guys, just a short little episode of me talking about the Arsenal result and how I feel at the moment. I just don't want everyone to be reactive. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got great players. We've got a great team. We've got a sort of forward-thinking philosophy here. And the club is making moves. You know... Pulisic, think what you will of him. It's a forward-thinking move. 
we want to sign players in contracts. We will make other signings. We've got an excellent goalkeeper. Shout out for him for making a good couple of saves in the Arsenal game. He did the best he could. And yeah, we'll hopefully get uh, this uh, Higgins in to do the bits and finish off chances, finish top four, win a trophy. Superb season. What what was Rio Ferdinand talking about? Jorginho for all that time. Hey, Kente might get a couple of extra goals too. Superb. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening uh, to this podcast. <laughs> hey, subscribe if you haven't. Um, give me a good review if you enjoy my content and you want to support your man. It means a lot. Thank you. Go back and listen to another couple of recent episodes. Like I said, I previewed the um, Tottenham game with Joe Tweedy in the, the last episode I did. So have a listen. Follow me on Twitter at Chelsea Yannick. All that jazz. So, guys, up the chills. Keep the blue flag flying high. Carefree. And I really mean that. Carefree. (laughs) Wherever you may be, listener. I'll see you later.